1: Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much.
2: Never really gets it old. never That's gets a, old. It's kind of fun.
1: I love it. I love it. I still love it it's, almost a year later.
2: It's becoming that you almost want me to have the applause when you get up in the morning.
1: I'm getting a little too used to it. It's <laughs> uh, I'm getting spoiled from the from the applause all the time.
2: I don't mind spoiling you, honey.
1: Thank you. So yes. we are coming up on our almost one year anniversary, not marriage
2: podcast marriage coming up on almost her five-year anniversary soon so. yeah yep.
1: and um we are going to today be talking about the best and worst dating advice you're ever going to get
2: oh that's a mouthful the best oh advice. i have
1: i have a lot to say on the subject
2: i wasn't concerned about
1: that and it's all good it's all it, good. but it's some bad i mean not my bad so it's stuff okay. i it's stuff
2: we've all heard that is the worst have we heard it have we, hopefully we haven't given it
1: you know, good question. I may have given some faulty advice dating advice in my day, <laughs> but I don't think so. Nothing. I don't I don't in the older I get and the more I do this, right? Don't you feel the same? Your advice gets you get better. Wiser. yes. wiser, mm-hmm. more insightful. Sightly. less tolerant, you know, I mean, in in good ways, less tolerant.
2: Yeah, I think uh, we have more experience to draw on and we are able to um, uh, dig and find the right advice for the right person.
1: I mean, I don't know about you, but I made so many mistakes when I was single. So I have a lot to draw on and from. Did you make mistakes?
2: Of course. And I thank you for all those mistakes you made because it led you to me.
1: It did. I yes. got I got all the mistakes out of the How way. About that? Now I'm making more <laughs> as a married person. <laughs> I wouldn't say all <laughs> the way, of them. By yes. the way, uh, the mistakes don't stop. Oh, By the way, I do have a cold. Uh, by the way, mm-hmm. the mistakes don't just miraculously happen because you're in a relationship where no, you get married. And, they don't go away, and I, I will suppose. say that if you don't uh, learn from your mistakes when you have a chance to, you bring that shit with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm
2: hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, today we're going to be getting into uh, some advice, and uh, it's going to be all good. We're going to uh, we're going to share some advice that you should definitely not follow. Our guest today is Dr. Karen Anderson. April, she was on our second ever episode of "Done Being Single," and the topic was something like "Right Time, Wrong Person, Wrong Person, Right Time." Does that really exist? I
2: never.
1: And uh, which is an interesting. I don't know. It's it's an interesting thought because to me, there is no, it's not right time. It's not wrong time. It's right person, period. And that was, uh, I found that in a dating advice article. It wasn't advice for me personally, but it did resonate with me. And I think that's the greatest piece of advice you could give someone is that he will, she will come appear and manifest when the, the time, time when right. when and when the time is right and when the person is right.
2: Well, what if the person is right and the time is not right?
1: Then, then, then the person's not the right one for you. Do you know how many so-called? I say this in air quotes. Right, Mister Rights. Mm-hmm. I thought I had met. Do you know how many? You know the one. I thought was oh this is it this is the one. So many times, no.
2: You no, want, you no. wanted to, you wanted to believe, maybe more uh, than the reality. Of
1: course, you want to believe. You uh, who doesn't want their their Mister or Miss Right, you know. You date a lot. You date kiss a lot of frogs and go on a lot of dates. And sure, but it really comes down to that person. If they are right, will come into your life regardless of what time it is, even if it's the shittiest time. Do you agree? Mm-hmm that to me was a good piece of advice because so. that kind of, it uh, relieved the pressure. I think that relieves the pressure off feeling compelled to be on the lookout all the time, right? Be on the prowl, always being out there looking, waiting, wondering, worrying. So that is my probably my best piece of advice for everybody out there. There is a Mr. or Ms. Right, and, it, and they will be right when they are right.
2: You need to be right first.
1: Well, yeah, that goes without
2: saying. There's that, re- there's that recurring theme again. Get yourself right.
1: Yes, uh, but how do people do that?
2: You have you to know, be we... willing to look at yourself honestly, and that's always that's also a recurring theme. We bang that drum. We preach about that. Yes, we do every show.
1: Self worth, self esteem, self image, worthiness. Uh, you know how do you that's that's also that's another episode we also, I
2: guess we want to we expect the potential partner to be right as well we don't want them bringing all of their crap and issues and not and unresolved stuff to a, a new relationship we have to expect the same of us that we are hoping in others
1: absolutely by the time I had met you I want to say I'd really dug deep and fixed what was broken uh, you know done the work as they say <laughs> okay i didn't know what that work was but i just kind of knew that you know there was further improvement needed and that i met you when i met you it was it, i wasn't looking i wasn't mm-hmm. i didn't really care anymore and that's it, another sign that's just, another that's good piece advice, of okay right here's another good piece of advice everybody dating advice the best ones, I'm sorry, I know this is old and cliche, but they happen when you least expect it.
2: It, it is old and cliche, but I, I agree. It's kind of you. like me. <laughs> 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 no, not like you at all. <laughs> but I think that that is true. Uh, when you least expect it, you will meet somebody. So you must always recognize opportunities when they exist and always wear lipstick. <laughs> good, oh my God. Advice, okay. You're so, you're there,
1: that's, that's another that's, piece of advice I have for the ladies. This is gonna sound so not feminist and so I was talking so, to men then. Oh okay, okay no. <laughs> so old fashioned, but um I'm old fashioned. Lipstick, ladies. Okay? Yeah. Don't go don't leave home without it. Add in your American Express card. Seriously. Uh-huh. So yes, Dr. Karen. Anderson April is joining us today so I just want to say that Karen I have a special place in my heart for because she's a fellow late-blooming bride like me and my guess is that she made a ton of mistakes too also my guess is that she also got a ton of bad advice and uh, probably a lot of good advice too I mean, I remember probably from, I don't know, maybe her family. I know that my family gave me advice. My mother gave me a piece of advice that was so bad. I've never forgotten
2: it. What was it? Don't marry Robbie.
1: She said, no, she loves you. She loves you. She. Are you kidding? (laughs) Oh, my God. You're the best thing that's ever happened to her. Okay, Not to me, to her.
2: (laughs) All right. I'm good with that. Okay.
1: No, my mother once told me, don't be too smart or too funny because you'll scare them away.
2: Oh, a wise name,
1: eh? No. How about that advice from your mom?
2: Dumb you down.
1: I mean, is that about the worst piece of advice you could could, ever get? It
2: it could be, yeah, it'd be difficult to find something worse.
1: Luckily, I had my wits about me as a young person. And uh, I... uh, you know what she was like don't do as i do do as i say type of a mom she was hardly a role model and well she was in a in ways that were maybe what's the word uh she wasn't a revolving door of men you know she was very kind of ah what's the word when you don't need a man
2: independent i don't know
1: yeah she she couldn't really give me advice she didn't have any advice because she really wasn't practicing it. She wasn't walking the, the, her
2: own walk. Is it possible she did it away from you that you didn't see it? Is it possible that she cavorted and you didn't know about it? Because it seems like she was bon vivant and a little bit of a player and she's just she's very guy-like in that manner. She was a trailblazing woman in a man's field that, you know, so it seemed like she might have been a, a player like a man was in those um, days
1: too. But she did But she, I I never, she didn't date very much. She had... In
2: front of you? Okay.
1: No, it's like I didn't get to see someone in action. I didn't see her dating. I didn't, there was, she didn't really give me guy advice. Uh, I'd learned by, she sort of set an example of not being, I guess, promiscuous or, you know, she wasn't aggressive out there looking for a man. She didn't really need one. She was, she was okay, just kind of being a professional person mm-hmm. so um, I don't know my guess is for Karen when you're single long enough as you know if you're single into your 40s late 30s 40s 50s okay you're gonna get advice whether you want it or not and the, you know you and I have a bunch of it would you yes, like one, would you like a, a little piece just a little taste I think we have of my a advice piece
2: and then we' do our break and okay
1: then... here's a, I have a little piece of advice okay no dick pics
2: or bathroom selfies that's where you go first oh
1: Mm -hmm. but I just have to
2: there Uh, okay that's a I just have to to me that's a given no it's not a given it's a given it is not a given I am not going to go and meet somebody and say hi here's a dick of my dick why would I I, why would I do
1: that because you are you don't you wouldn't but who would (laughs) a lot of people guys
2: do that yes oh my gosh yes Okay.
1: Yes. Okay, that is such a no-no for me, and and the
2: that is... and the bathroom selfie. Oh, that's women do that. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, I have seen those on. It's TV. just it's just yuck. Yeah. Okay, we are going to go to our first break though, and okay. uh, then we can come back and introduce Dr. Karen Anderson. So uh, we will be
0: right back. Enough. <laughs> Back to Dunbean Single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp.
1: Okay, Dr. Karen anderson April. She's not just my friend and fellow late-blooming bride. She is also a psychologist, author, podcast host, and musician. Her book, Single is the New Black, Don't Wear White Till It's Right, is a word of empowerment to singles, encouraging encouraging them to stay strong amidst single shaming live life on their own terms and never ever settle for anything less than an extraordinary relationship a former professor dr karen now hosts love and life a podcast providing lively and informative discussions grounded in psych research to help listeners thrive in all realms of love and life dr karen welcome to done being single welcome
2: dr karen
1: second time around baby yeah
3: come on in (laughs) thank you it's so great to join you again. I really appreciate you having me on the program,
2: oh, absolutely,
3: yeah. well, i
1: was I was thinking about um, you know, this the whole idea of best and worst advice, dating advice, and I thought, who better than you? Who better than you? <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. haven't you
3: gotten your share of it over <laughs> the years? Oh, for sure. I mean, there's no question. Like you said, I'm also a late blooming bride. I didn't get married until I was forty two. So that's 27 years in the dating jungle. And uh, yeah, I heard it all. I was told so many things. And yeah, some of the advice was good. But I would say the ones that stick out are really the words of uh, encouragement that did not encourage at all. And in fact, were pretty horrible ideas.
2: <laughs> so you learn more from the bad advice. Maybe. Yes. Which a good advice.
1: Yes, so. I would say so. Here's a really bad piece of uh, piece of advice. You can heal him or her with your love. Hang in there. Wow. Hang in there. Yeah, you can heal him or her with your love.
3: It's um, that's that's worth it. It's worth hanging in there. It's going to be great. No, that's, that's the, that is actually worse. I mean, I, don't, I never heard that one, thank goodness, but that is worse than I've, I can even imagine. I mean, that's psychologically completely <laughs> inappropriate to tell someone to basically try to be a therapist to their boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse. That's it, not going to work.
2: They have to be pretty wounded, too, but I would never give that advice to anybody.
3: No, so. no. And, and, you know, it kind of goes along the lines of the fixer-upper. That's another piece of advice that people don't mean to give you, but they think, oh, well, you know, you give him a chance. And you're thinking, this guy, you know, he needs a bath first. I mean, like, what are you talking about? So if someone is a project, they are not a partner. And send them off to a therapist and wish them well, but they're not going to be emotionally at your level. And as you know, and you guys were talking about it earlier in the segment, you are going to be attracting someone who's at the same level of emotional maturity that you are. In marital therapy, we say that water seeks its own level. So if I am thriving in terms of my own growth and development, then that's the kind of person I'm attracting. But if I'm attracting someone who needs fixed, then it says something about me that I have to have this this superiority complex. I want to be in charge of the relationship. I want to be the one to fix and help. And then once you fix that fixer-upper, guess what? The dynamics aren't going to work anymore.
1: Yes, I've found that. You either, at least, I've, I've taken on projects. I've <laughs> uh, dated fixer-uppers, and here's what always happens. You either lose interest because your job is done, Mm -hmm. or they lose interest because the job is done, they're fixed, and they're fine, and thank you very much. Right. And uh, that's what you usually get. It's very, on the very rare occasion that you can date someone and get them through, especially in the beginning. Right. I mean, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I dated so many divorce guys, and they're all broken.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and they're looking you for you
2: to be. Divorce, yeah, are you saying that divorce broke them? Yeah, or a, going through a divorce, uh, or a bad marriage, or whatever. Yes. it is? Yes. Okay, Dr. Karen, when uh, you know you talk about um, beginning in a relationship, and you can't, and love can't fix them, uh, are early signs of red flags, big warning signs that you really should take uh, heed with and 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 acknowledge early on.
3: Yeah, I, the problem is, is, is that we don't have that clarity, right? I mean, we, we want to be able to pay attention to those red flags, but we also play these games in our minds, especially if we find this person incredibly attractive, right? So we see a couple red flags waving and we go, no, 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 I don't know him well enough yet. You know, I'm not giving him a fair chance. And that's because we're so attracted to him and we re- we really are enthusiastic about this relationship and its potential that we sometimes just don't even pay attention to our gut. And yeah, that's a problem.
1: That that's good. Paying attention to your gut because that's another piece of, of advice I have. Don't gotten. ignore
2: your gut. Yes.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yes, but also go out with someone. You need to go out with someone two or three times to really know. Um, I, I don't know, about I, 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 I do. You though? I mean, what if your gut says to you, mm, you know, at the end of date one, not really? Maybe you'll go on date two. Do you how much? I, I mean, how many tries or chances should you give someone?
3: Yeah, I get asked this a lot. And I do go for the rule of thumb. Personally, I would always give it at least two dates because that first impression, I didn't always trust my first impression. Now, trusting your gut's a little different. Your first impression, may be like, you might be like, I don't like his shirt, you know, <laughs> or mm-hmm. I don't like the way he combs his hair. or And that may be pretty trivial in the grand scheme of things. But if your gut's telling you this person's icky or I'm getting an unsafe feeling, of course you have to listen to it. But if it's just something stylistic, like, eh, Those shoes are tacky. All right, maybe give him another date because, you know, I mean, you don't know when's the last time that he had someone give him some consultation on his fashion. And you you want to make sure that what you're reacting to is a legitimate concern and that it really is something you need to pay attention to because sometimes people are really nervous on the first date. And so, you know, yeah, you you want to be fair.
2: What about sometimes you may not feel butterflies in the first date and that may cause you to not want to have a second date, even though it was a pleasant experience. So do you need to feel those butterflies in order to have a second date or can you say I'm going to give it one more date and see if there's something there?
3: I'm Again, I'm a fan of the two dates, even if you don't feel that immediate butterfly, zazazoo kind of intensity. Because again, if he's a little nervous, he may not be really demonstrating his authentic self in that moment. He may be just a little rigid and stiff. And once he relaxes a little bit, then you might go, oh, wait a minute. I see that little charming twinkle in his eye. So I really do, unless you get, like we said earlier, unless you get some kind of really very, very visceral response that this person is not for me. Then give them a chance. I, I I always think you should give them a chance. Yes.
1: Yeah. First dates are tough. People yeah. are nervous and they're mm-hmm. awkward. And uh, it really does take a second a second chance. But let's, let's talk about that for Talking a second. Because
2: about- are people awkward in a comfortable situation or uncomfortable? Because if you're comfortable with somebody, it shouldn't be awkward. It should be natural. It should be comfortable. And two people should kind of get along. Well, so you
1: are. You're comfortable. Well,
2: but I think for the most part yes but i think that when you when you're meeting somebody new obviously you ideally you want to be comfortable yeah of course
1: but you know not all men are like you you know no, men no. send dick pics <laughs> and they are <laughs> awkward on first dates they're not Robbie
2: Sharf. Right, okay just, so uh, i can be awkward on a, on a first date I, i'm sh- okay I'm you would sure I have well something mm-hmm. tells
1: me you're pretty smooth but so I, that even even when you were really if you had a you I know, know what about, t- what, about, what about
2: it, it takes good. two to be smooth <laughs> you, I can't be you know if you're not receptive to smooth I, you, I'm not smooth am I so I, I you would have to be receptive to my smoothness in order for me to come yeah, across you, you're,
1: smooth. yes true but if, you so know it's a human it's, it's human okay to get all you know stressed out on a first date so here's okay. a piece of advice if it does not work. Okay, so by the end of the day, first date or even at the end of second date, you go, no, nah, this is I, I either I don't want to go out with this person or this person doesn't want to go out with that person. I think the, I have a piece of advice. Call them. Okay, I may be really wrong here. I think you should pick up the phone and call the next door as soon as possible and say, you are a very nice person, but... Um, just don't ghost them. Uh, you know, I enjoyed getting to know you, and I said this on the last episode. I think it's a
3: nice thing to do to say thank you, but no thank you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're pretty Nothing evolved, down, Trevor. Easy. <laughs> yes. yes. You're evolved, because yeah. most hey, people hey, nowadays evolved. are taking the easy way out. As we know, this whole ghosting term is because it's so rampant right now.
2: We, yeah, we're very aware of it. It, it is rampant, and uh, so, yes, we're aware of that.
1: So, I have a whole list of good and bad advice. So, I want to talk about the internet a little bit because that is just a cesspool of, of just good and bad, period. To me, the internet, wherever you are on the internet, whatever platform, it is one giant dating pool. <laughs> it is one big dating pool. You're right. right. And so, uh, my advice to anybody, male or female, is to make sure that your online persona is or image is really impeccable and because you're being checked out even when you don't think you're being checked out people are looking at you uh they're sizing you up it's really uh imperative that you're mindful of of being you know of discretion and having some taste and some restraint right yeah
3: And I'm laughing, too, Treva, because some of the women that I interact with on Instagram in particular, even in their bio, they'll say, I'm not looking for a date, (laughs) you know, because. But to your point, so many times people will friend each other and follow each other and they they have an agenda, which, again, uh, you can't blame a guy for trying. (laughs) I mean, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's how
1: Robbie and I met. And it wasn't because I was looking, and I don't think he was either. It's just we happened to cross paths on Facebook, and boom, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's uh, something else to that I wanted to say something about. Menopausal moment. I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh,
2: well, that's a little bit. Maybe we play
1: <laughs> Oh, I remember what oh, I was going to say. Okay, it, okay, okay, okay.
2: It triggered
1: it. Karen? Yes. You just, thank you. Friending, when you start dating someone, okay. I, my piece of advice here to people, do not immediately start following or fr- don't friend the, the person that you just start dating. I would agree. Okay. Yep. Because if you are dating someone and you have friended them or are following them on social media, there's too much temptation to stalk mm-hmm. them.
2: You can become to, obsessive to avoid be a
1: voyeur to yes. watch.
2: Who's this person? To on this
1: wonder. Side? There's so much room for suspicion, and uh, also when it if it shouldn't work out, then you and you have to break up with that person or you stop seeing that person. You avoid so much uh, discomfort and awkwardness and ugliness.
2: You know what? There should be different abilities to filter out new people that want to be your friends and maybe you only show them a couple of pictures at first and then once you get to know them you can show them more and you have they know more of your family and they know who your friends are but maybe there's a limited initial phase of if they do want to see what you look like and they, you know they can see a few pics I don't know
1: yeah I
2: no, okay. I'll put that down as a lousy idea okay
1: uh, I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. But I, I, I really think that um, social media can really make things so much worse for someone. Yeah.
2: It, it's a, you know curse in the treasure I
1: guess I, guess. Uh, I don't know uh, Karen I mean I'm su- I'm assuming that you hear this all the time from people oh yeah doesn't
3: it make things worse it does it just it complicates things so because there's too much information too quickly like you said someone can start stalking this guy that they've had two dates with and then they see a picture of him and his female cousins and then they think he's hanging um, out with ladies all the time and I'm jealous and, and none of this is is, a, is appropriate information to right. know about each other two dates in
2: it's just not agreed. it's not even real no It should be brought up.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh,
2: So I I think that what we're saying here is that it's, it is appropriate to not friend somebody when you first meet them and first go out with them. It's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to accept a friendship from somebody just because you're going out on one date with that person. But you do want to see some type of a social footprint out there to know that they are socially okay in the world. Well, who
1: doesn't run home and Google
2: that person? Okay, people do that. I know that. That's a natural form of, uh, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've uh, all kind of turned employment. ourselves into like amateur CIA yes. agents. <laughs> it's true. Which it's true. is kind of. I mean, it's wonderful and it's just horrible all at the same time. Yeah. It is just for so many reasons. Um, it just eliminates the element of surprise. Mm-hmm. And mystery. I mean, good luck bl- with blind dates these days, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how you blind date anymore. How do you blind date without giving a fake name or something? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Some people we're encountering don't want to see a picture. It's rare. Rare. Mm-hmm. It's rare. But people are okay. I just they, they trust you. They They are trusting of you right now. And I have to say, my wife has got a pretty good record of fixing some people up that are still together. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, granted, there were hundreds of fix-ups. So a, a couple of couples out yeah, of Yeah,
1: I really miss my calling. I should have <laughs> been in the business years ago. Um, but I do because I love it, you know? And you, you, you want your friends to be happy. And if you know people, you know, mm-hmm. it's a nice thing to do.
2: We're going to go to our, a break. And okay. then we're going to come back with more from Dr. Karen Anderson. And Trevor and myself. So we will be right back.
0: And now back to Done Being Single with Trevor and Robbie.
2: Okay, we are back with Dr. Karen Anderson.
1: All right. So now the advice for breaking up. Hmm. Best and worst advice for breakups. Okay, I have half a page of them right here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> been through a um, of I, karen of karen should i start or would you like to start it? Doesn't matter. i'm sure we can just <laughs> ping pong back and forth <laughs> okay so uh getting back right out right after a
1: breakup getting get back out there i think is the worst advice ever right
3: i agree bad <laughs> you need some time to process you need some time to reflect you need to move from the anger and the grief to the the ability to really look at your part and own your part in the relationship which we typically don't do for the first couple months because we're just too hurt and so we're pointing the finger and blaming and until we own our part we are prone to repeat the same mistake
2: i completely agree with both of you uh but what the reality is is that the our egos are hurting from mm-hmm. being broken up with. It's usually you you are the you got broken up with if you are feeling this. So you need to get back on that horse somehow. You need to find some ego gratification quickly in order to build up what you feel like you have in you, but it wasn't acknowledged. And this is why people right. do date immediately after a breakup yeah. try to go out with somebody or you know, yeah. what's, the, what's with the old quickly? saying?
1: The best way to get over someone is to get under someone. Right.
2: <laughs> That's a good one.
3: And I hear what you're saying, Robbie, but I would really, I mean, again, and this is best practice, and I know it's very hard to execute, and I'm not even saying that I executed it too often, but the best way to feel better about yourself is not to use someone else to prop up your ego. Right. I mean, the best way to feel better about yourself is to go in and, and work on your personal growth and development. Get your butt in therapy or read some self-help books or go and take a trip solo. You know, that sort of thing. I think I agree. you're right. We're prone to do what you're we're suggesting. Uh, not suggesting is a good idea. But I mean, it's 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 human nature to want to go for a quick fix for sure.
2: I, I think, you know, our show is not for people that are well balanced.
3: <laughs> Okay, you know, that, that helps, Robbie. Thank you.
0: you know,
2: so I think that our show is, is really catering <laughs> to those that uh, don't know these things. And it may be obvious to some people. I think it's obvious to us, but it, it's not obvious to everybody. So I think it's an important thing to acknowledge that. Yeah, I, I,
1: uh, I also think there is advice uh, for that's that's you know maybe better suited for men than women. And I think that's maybe a better piece of advice for men to go up, get back out there and, and oh, really? get laid. Yes, oh, really? I do. <laughs> Uh, but not for women. Okay. Oh really? Yeah, what does that say? You just wrote me a Don't, note.
2: Okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. Sorry,
1: I, I really do I believe that. I think you if you go back out if after breakup, if you start dating too soon, okay, it's only going to backfire. And it's gonna make you miss your ex so much more.
2: Okay, I've got one then for Doctor Karen and you, Trema. What about playing the field? Online and you have multiple suitors that you are in touch with simultaneously, and you're getting something from this one. You're getting a little something from this one. You're getting. uh, Do you develop a a uh, a pattern then that you can't just be with one person to satisfy you? Is that an issue?
3: Well, I'll kind I'll kind of harken back to what Trevor was saying earlier in the program. I think when you meet the right one, that other little tidbit of of attention you're getting from, you know, random person number 13 won't be as appealing to you anymore. Now, that's also though, speaking to what you guys talked about earlier as well, that I'm reasonably emotionally mature. Now, if I'm immature, and very needy, then I can be with someone and have a full on relationship or get married and still be trying to solicit attention from 13 other people in various capacities, whether it's at work or online or, you know, so that I think that goes back to really just what you guys said, just being as, as really strong, emotionally strong and mature yourself. And that way, those little temptations won't uh, derail you. Karen, what's your position on um, closure and asking for it?
1: Let's say you're the you're on the other end, uh, the receiving end of rejection. And it didn't work out and you're, you're parting ways would you advise someone to go to their ex soon to be ex and say what what happened where did I go wrong what could I've done better is there anything is there I don't know if that's healing or not I don't know you know some,
3: for me I sometimes you never get your answers right how do you feel about that? I, I agree with you. I, closure is this kind of psychobabble notion that really I don't think exists in the literature. I don't know of any kind of dating relationship psych literature that shows that closure is a thing and it can be helpful. And here's the the reason why, to my mind, if we go to someone, you know, I dated some really kind, loving guys who didn't have the introspection to fully understand why they left me. They were good guys who tried And then something in them just said, I don't want to be in this anymore. And if I'd gone and said, well, why? What did I do? It wasn't about me. It just wasn't a fit because of who we were. And for them then to kind of conjure up some reasons as to what I did wrong or something, that puts me in a position of being, you know, salt in the wound. And so I don't think that that's really necessarily helpful. And also, I think we're asking people to come up with an explanation that, that may not be available to them. Yeah, I think it's something
1: that should happen in your own self-reflection. I don't Agreed. think you should ever go to your ex and for as like an exit interview. Yeah, no <laughs> to get it, to get feedback. I just don't nope. yuck, I think you should you and, and who cares? Listen, it just was it doesn't mean there's something wrong. and you know this, Karen. Karen, you know this. I do. I wrote a book about it. It doesn't mean there's something. You wrote a book on it, girl. It doesn't mean mean there's something wrong with you. And it doesn't mean necessarily that the guy is a bad person. It just means he's bad for you. Right. Okay. So that's a huge piece of advice. I I give everybody. I find myself giving that to a lot of Mm people my single friends. Mm-hmm. But uh, the closure thing is always sort of tricky.
2: I could see that in the future, eventually handing out a post-date s- sheet. Like a Yelp review? An analysis, <laughs> yes. Like you get a Yelp review or a TripAdvisor on a person. And uh, wow. <laughs> and who's going to be put off by that? You know?
0: <laughs>
1: okay, so along the lines of feedback, getting feedback, here's a terrible piece of advice, people. You ready? Mm-hmm. Ready? Okay. Ready. Okay. okay, don't ever... Call your ex's family or friends mm. to get some kind of comfort or support or some clarity or insight. And, and no, 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 no.
2: Why would you? <laughs> I did that.
1: I did that once. Really? I did that once. Wow. I, I called my ex's mother, an ex boyfriend's mother,
2: to find out why he didn't yes. want to be with you. Yes. And she said, she gave it to you good then, right?
1: No, she no. said I under. She was incredibly understanding. She knew exactly what I was saying. What was, was she and I were on the same page. The guy was just had no business being in a relationship. Right. He was a newly divorced guy. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, luckily, she and I were in agreement, but. I, You know, looking back now, I'm thinking, what am I doing? And then one time I did it with another (laughs) ex-boyfriend. I called his best friend. Like, as to get some help, help me. Right. What should I know? What's your
2: goal to get back with the guy? did you do it for a, you had an agenda you didn't do it for nothing you or you didn't do it for the feedback you did it because you wanted to see how you uh, get back in. it was like uh,
1: I don't know I think I just needed more information no. I needed I needed more edification I don't I just, done I'm him. an information you junkie went, I needed to know I needed to know you wanted back in no I, I, I don't know if I, I guess I did but well, why um, would you, how humiliating It's yeah. so humiliating to do that
2: so how many times did you do it it seems like you had a lot of experience. I
3: remember twice
2: oh my god okay
3: my don't ex's mother called me. And she was like, she was so irate. She's like, what's his problem? I go, I don't know. <laughs> he broke up with me. <laughs> she, that did thing. feel good. Uh, yeah.
2: I, I, it must have felt good. Yeah. Uh, did he know that too? Did he find that out?
3: Yeah, they had a kind of an enmeshed relationship. So she uh, she laid into him too. She was like, what are you doing? And then he had a new girlfriend about six months later and she did not warm up to this woman. It, Yeah, it... Uh,
2: well, here's a little side uh, question. <laughs> are, are either of you friends with any of your ex's parents? Yes. To this day?
3: Yes. Okay. Karen? And you know, because you just had dinner with them.
2: Uh, oh, okay. Right.
3: Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but no animosity either. Just running in different circles at this point. So no way to be friends really without some intentional effort. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, it. it sometimes it takes years, everybody. It takes years. Okay, to process your your anger and your pain. Oh, oh! Here's a good piece of advice that someone once gave me after a particularly brutal breakup. Okay, Robbie's rolling his eyes. He's rolling his eyes I'm like just, how many I'm how broken. many fucking breakups has this girl had? Well,
2: we, I know you had plenty.
1: Oh my god! Yes, I did. I know i had as many breakups as boyfriends i mean maybe i don't hello i must have okay okay the greatest piece of advice i ever got after particularly brutal breakup was one day you're gonna thank him yes love it that was and i and i thought no are you out of your effing mind thank him
3: i want to kill him
2: but, so you
3: haven't yeah. hit that day yet. You of course, day. course I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put it in an Instapost, uh, uh, Trava. I put it, uh, the one that got away did you a favor.
2: Oh, my God. That's a good one.
3: Thanks. Yeah, it, it just kind of summed it up for me because it's it's the same notion as what you're talking about. And it's impossible to understand that in the moment. I mean, you're just aching. You're, you're, it's, you're, the pain is throbbing. But it, it's helpful to at least, if you have ears to hear it, even a little bit to kind of to go, okay, maybe in the grand scheme, this will be better. But I mean, it's just hard when we're, yeah. when we're hurting so badly. We just, and if, they,
2: and if they, I'm sorry, if they got away, they weren't meant to stay. Right. Um, right. And I think that it's, well, yeah, yeah, it's okay. You have to be okay with that because again, it takes two to form that union and you mm-hmm. don't want, you don't want to be pulling somebody into a relationship, nor do you want to be pushed into one. You want everybody to go hand in hand and. At the same pace. That's that's really what makes it work. I feel.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, as as old fashioned and cliche as old and cliche as I am, uh, I am full of I am full of it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay,
1: I'm full of those old cliches. Um, you know, there is something to be said for it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the the when I look back on some of the more really like agonizing. Um, terrible breakups I had it was less about the guy and more about what was in me that I got so torn up about like what was what was it about the uh, the rejection or the abandonment or the attachment uh, that
3: would leave me in such shambles right yeah, I wish I'd been a little bit more. I think you guys called yourselves badass daters. I wish I'd been a little bit more badass when I was getting broken up with, but I wasn't. I would. I was in a heap too, Trevor.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I. By the way, I was. I, I mean, I, I wasn't a victim all the time, uh, like like you, Karen. I mean, you did your share of breaking mm-hmm. up too, yep. and those aren't easy either. And there is there's good advice to give... There's a whole art to breaking up. Don't you agree?
2: I think yeah. so.
3: Yeah. I mean, and I think we could all be better at it. It's... I
2: mean, yeah, yeah. I think if you can find that art of breaking up and have the person actually respect you for leaving you as opposed to hate you, I think it's a win-win somehow.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we... Even though it hurts.
1: We had Larry Miller on last podcast and... Uh, I shared my my procedure, uh, my method for telling somebody thanks, but no thanks. And uh, he just said, why bother? Just don't call or, you know, just say thanks anyway. Nice knowing you. And I, you know, I'm such a good, caring person. I hate hurting people's feelings because yeah. I know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. So to me, there needs to be extra care taken and some extra time to let someone down
2: there's yeah, there art to
3: it yeah course. maybe you need to write have you have you written a blog post about that because I think that that's something that everyone could benefit from because especially mm-hmm. in this age of ghosting like we were speaking about earlier
2: that's a good idea and we can talk more about that after our next break
3: okay all
2: right so we are going to a break and we'll be right back with more of Dr. Karen Anderson and Trevor and myself <music>
0: And now back to done being single with Trevor and Robbie.
1: Okay, we have uh, just enough time to to talk about sex.
2: Really? We've got plenty of time. Eight minutes. We have
1: two minutes. <laughs> 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 uh, I want to talk a little bit about the worst, the best and worst advice as it pertains to sex, when it comes to sex. Okay. Okay, okay. here's my my big piece of advice, and you guys could might not agree. In fact, Robbie, you're not gonna agree because you're a guy. but um, my advice to single to single ladies out there do not have sex on a
2: first date. Why would I not agree to that? I agree completely. Having sex on a first date is one of the worst things a man or a woman can do, unless that's all they wanted to do, okay. <laughs> wow! Does that surprise you? I'm a little shocked. What? Yeah. You gotta be kidding. That's I'm, I've never been. A I don't know.
1: Of that. I just thought we guys waited. think differently about that. We waited
2: months. No,
1: yeah, but that months. was me. Oh really? Uh, maybe it was maybe all you, were, you Maybe you were dying inside. I don't know.
2: <laughs> it's. All, I mean, it really was all you.
1: Yes, uh, I'm the one that that oh, really? is in charge. Well, down we, there, we
2: know the pussy has the power, but <laughs> it <still>. does. Uh, <laughs> Please. So that's my
1: advice.
3: Right, that was not okay. okay. But, Dr. Karen, what's your thoughts? I agree. I also see in this day and age, Trevor, and I'd be curious what you think. And, Robbie, too, women sometimes, but I'm with you, Trevor. I'm just a little old school with this kind of stuff. I think women sometimes want to be very cavalier about sex and I can have sex like Samantha from Sex in the City and it's no big deal. And then they catch feelings and then they are starting to feel more and there's not been a, a legitimate relationship established there's not been any commitment established but now they're getting clingy and needy because you know biologically the oxytocin is kicking in and they're feeling an attachment that has not been established so that's yeah. one of my main concerns when I'm talking to the folks out there on the scene Okay, thank you, no, because it's, it's I true. thought maybe it was just me, and well, I sound, I'm super yeah. old-fashioned. You know, it's one of
2: the worst things that two lady people can do that actually like each other. Uh, yep. you've, got, you've got to find out if you like this person, and it's so easy to kind of jump into a bed or a,
1: yes, and then and then, by the table. way, and then all, like, traditional, uh, you know, methods of traditional getting to know each other just go out the window. hmm because now it becomes all about the sex and you have to work sort of ass backwards.
2: But I think there's no difference between a first and a second and a third date, actually. I think that mm-hmm. you know, it, it becomes, uh, there's a, a different kind of a pressure uh, once you get past the first and the second date. Now does it become, uh, when is it going to happen? And you don't want to go too many dates without it happening, but at the same time, you, you it has to be a natural progression. The
3: longer, the better. Okay. You know, Trevor, there's research <laughs> on that. Yeah, thank you. There thank is, you, uh, I'm, I've interviewed uh, a gentleman uh, on my podcast. He wrote a book called Why Waiting Works, and it is full of research that shows the longer you wait to have sex, the stronger your eventual marriage is, and the stronger your relationship is, the less likely you are to divorce. All kinds of stuff that really just harkens back to, harkens back to what our grandmothers told us, and we wanted to be liberated women, and we're not listening to that, but the data supports it.
1: Thank you, Dr. Karen, cause you know, uh, I, I feel that way. and well, we uh, both do. yes, and I think it that just never goes out of style. Okay, it's, so, it but, is timeless. <laughs> uh, I don't care what you're wearing. I don't
2: care if I just don't care how old you are. It don't have just don't do it on the first date. but okay, so the but the other side of that is if two people are just wanting sex and you go in to it, knowing that, And you do that, and you come out of it, and you're both okay, and it is what it is. Of course. And then, again, it has to be mutual and respectful, and then... I mean, look, if you're you're
1: coming out of a sexless marriage or loveless relationship, and you just got to feel alive again and feel wanted and desirable and sexy, okay, I get it. I get it. But you got to check your your agenda. You know, you got to go in thinking what do I want out of this? What do I want in life? Is it a long-term relationship or is it just to feel, you know, wanted? It's it's something, it's all something that you need to determine before you jump into the sack with someone. Are they going to hate us at the sexy lifestyle because
2: we're so prude? (laughs) (laughs) We're We're um, so damn prude. But we're not. I think it's an important thing to establish a long-term relationship. That's what we're trying to get people to do. Of course. Not not just a quickie, one-time thing.
1: Yeah, this that's is where true. I think you know men are definitely wired differently because they want to feel you know like are you not I listening be... to me?
2: Are you no, not? i are not I'm right here. How are you not even understanding? No, that I, that's... I because you're you're evolved. Well, but I wasn't five minutes ago when you said I'm a guy and I'm not going to okay. feel the same way as you. Okay. I okay, so it.
1: I want to just say to that um, to that end, if uh, you're going to have sex though for the first time. Mm-hmm. My advice mm. is to never ever do it on vacation. <laughs> do not go Yeah, I'm telling you. Okay. Don't go, don't like save the big moment for your first vacation.
2: He's saying the first time you're having sex? Yeah. Don't let the don't let the first time you have sex be on a vacation. Yes. Who what? Because if it if it's bad. Who goes away with somebody that they haven't been intimate with? Oh, you do? Ra- hello, raising I'm raising my hand. You know what? What's what's the term limit, Dr. Karen, on annulments? Um, oh, I
3: don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> Come on. Who are
1: you? Listen, before you can become old and wise, you have to be young and stupid. That's true. Okay, hello, young and stupid over here. <sighs> That's very true. So this is what I'm saying, everybody. Don't... If you're going to have sex for with someone, you know, first time, ju- just don't do it on vacation. Because I'm telling you, if it's bad, you're stuck. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: you're stuck. Am I right or no?
3: I thought you were going to the say hole. that, like, if it was so magical, it would never be able to top that. Because you're in the tropics and you're on vacation. No,
2: that's not where she was going. I, that's where I, I, I thought wish
3: I she, thought she that was going. I'm sorry. I had one
1: bad experience and it taught I, me a lesson. Well, you
2: know... One bad experience don't spoil the whole. Bunch okay, of
1: that's
3: true. It mm-hmm. could be magical. Um, wow. Okay, just be be prepared for either way. It could go either way. I just think your point, Trevor, is so is is so important and and well put because I think women a lot of times the ones that I'm hearing from they're they're basically lying to themselves. That they can go ahead and have sex at any time, early on in the relationship, first night, second night. And then they get really frustrated. And, Robbie, speak to this, since we're just getting really archaic with our sex roles here.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: A lot of guys will say, if they're being honest, that they like a little opportunity to pursue.
2: Yes, we like to hunt. I mean, isn't, is that what you're That's, saying? I'm I, just getting
3: at, like, if you give it order. up too soon, the guy doesn't have anything to hunt and chase. You- it's it's
2: very true. I think that that is an important part of just being a male species is that you 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 don't want it too easy. You want a little bit of a challenge. The chase is important. Uh, the capture is important, and so is the release. So, <laughs> so I think all of that can you know play into play into it. But I, I uh, if it's too easy and if it's too easy for the woman. You know, everybody's mental games start working overtime at this point, and the guy's thinking, "Oh God, she's giving up so fast. She's giving up with everybody else." And she's thinking, "Wow, that didn't take long to get him in the bed." And so I just mean I think there's just too much to grasp. And I, I'm also very cerebral, so I am not a physical person first. I need the mm-hmm. I need to be entertained upstairs before I can think about it. Going That's downstairs.
1: why I do his hair before we have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Lot. That's great foreplay. Yes. Um, Um, I I wanted to say one quick last thing how many we have to
2: wrap it up but okay okay
1: one last thing Uh, because we're coming up on Valentine's Day and things and people are going to start getting romantic and um, are going to be needing a little guidance direction Uh, and in, in the age of me too I just feel it's sort of appropriate to mention this and and again I'm going to sound a little old fashioned here but guys there is nothing wrong in fact it's kind of beautiful and romantic and really a turn on if you don't just go in for the kiss uh, if you don't just make a move I mean I I love I love a guy who makes a move I love a you know an assertive guy that's sexy to me but asking first uh, is just as sexy may I kiss you May I? Can
2: I touch you? Permission, can I, uh,
1: permission, permission is granted. is so. It's just. It just is so sexy well, it's, and romantic, it's
2: respectful and respectful, and it gives the woman a chance to have control over whether she wants to proceed or not at, at that moment. I think that's. I did that. Yes, you did. I know that was it. You won me. And I didn't do it because I was planning on. No, you asked me. I, asked me, I thought I you. like
1: this guy, and you can kiss me anywhere you want.
3: Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. All right.
2: So on that note. On that note. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Karen. This has been a very entertaining episode.
1: I've enjoyed it. You are the best. Yes, you yes. are my soul sister. I said that a year ago. Very you lovely. really are. You're my homie. You're you're my girl. Thank you so much. I know you get me and I get you. And tell everybody where I know where to find
3: you. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, so I'm real busy on Instagram at Dr. Karen, D-R-Dot-K-A-R-I-N. At Twitter, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Facebook, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. And uh, my website is drkaren.me. Excellent. Right on.
2: Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Karen. Thank you. Thank you, honey.
1: Thank you so much. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and we, we are, are done being single. Right. So <laughs> is Dr. Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great
0: week, everybody. Hopefully,
1: everybody is too out there. Okay.
2: All
0: right. We'll see you. Bye
1: bye. Bye bye.
0: I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.